Welcome to All Things with Jen Oshman, where we look at events and trends through a Christian lens. All things were created through Jesus and for Jesus, so we're seeking to apply His Word to what's happening here and now. Maybe you've heard the term helicopter parents. These are parents who hover and worry and micromanage everything going on in their children's lives. Well, there's a new term out there, and it's snowplow parents. Snowplow parents are people who remove all the obstacles or barriers in the paths of their children. They want to prevent their kids from experiencing any kind of pain or failure. So these parents are very driven. They stop at nothing. They, a good example would be like the parents in the recent college scam, parents who are willing to do anything to make sure their kids succeed. These are the parents who might yell at their child's teachers if they get a bad grade, or they might go to the coaches on the sideline and demand that their child get to play. These are parents who maybe give their adult children housing and money because they'd rather provide for their kids than see them suffer or have to settle for what they think might be a second best. That's a snowplow parent. So I'm asking the question today on all things, what is distinct about being a Christian parent? What makes our parenting as Christians distinctly Christian? I'm asking this question myself because I've only been a mom for 16 years. My daughter's almost 16. My daughters are currently 11, 13, 15, and 21. And my 21-year-old, who we adopted when she was 12, just made my husband and me um, grandparents within the last week. So we are definitely thinking about parenting and grandparenting. We have far from arrived in terms of the um, having parenting wisdom. So I'm asking myself, what does it look like to be a distinctly Christian mom? Am I just like my good moral neighbors? Am I like my Mormon neighbors? Am I like the nice, friendly, good people on my block and in my neighborhood? Or is there something that is unique about my parenting because I am a Christian? Well, the short answer is that the gospel should be changing our parenting as Christians. The gospel changes everything and parenting is included. You and I, as Christian parents, should not be aiming for the same things as our moral neighbors because the gospel isn't about moralism. We should not be aiming for worldly success and wealth because that's not what the gospel is about either. And we shouldn't even be hoping for benign things like our kids' health or happiness or them being well-adjusted or, or nice kids. Those two are not the point of the gospel. The gospel changes us parents from the inside out, and so it changes how we parent from the inside out. Now, there are whole books on this topic, and I'm only going to spend the next few minutes talking about it, but there are three, I think, important foundational ways that our parenting is changed by the gospel, three important ways that makes us distinctly Christian parents, and that's what we're going to talk about for the next couple minutes. The first is that the gospel transforms our love. We love because he first loved us. That's 1 John 4, chapter 19. Our God first loved you and me, moms and dads, and that's what motivates the way we love our children. How did God first love us? Well, while we were yet his enemies, when we were dead, when we were walking in our transgressions, Jesus freely gave himself up for us. He left his throne in heaven, came to this earth, put on flesh, lived a life we could never live, died a death and made a payment we could never pay and rose again on our behalf. His love is lavish and gracious and unconditional 
unconditional. It is self-giving. It is self-denying. It is a death to self kind of love. So we were loved with that kind of love first, and that's the kind of love that drives the love we have for our children. As Christian mom and dad, moms and dads, we remember the grace we've been given. We talk to our kids about it all the time. We tell them over and over every day about our good and kind God. We rehearse how he rescued us when we didn't deserve it. We should not be put, trying to put forth perfection as Christian moms and dads. I know the world tells us, you know, never let them see you sweat. Don't let your kids know what your weaknesses are. But we don't tell our, we, that's not what we show our children. We confess and we admit as moms and dads that we do lie, that we are selfish, that we do um, waste time or we're a poor steward of certain things. We confess and reveal our need for a savior over and over to our kids. We are fellow sojourners in need of help and grace along with our children. And so we apologize to them and we talk about our need for grace all the time. Our love is unconditional because the love of the Father is unmerited and unconditional. We don't demand performance or perfection from our kids. We love because He first loved us. Now, secondly, the gospel transforms our goals. So for the Christian parent, knowing that Christ is supreme over all things, it is a watershed realization for us. That changes everything. It turns our goal, as for Christian parents, to this, that our children would know and treasure Christ above all. We naturally want the very best for our kids. And the truth is the best for our kids is Jesus. To give our kids the best is to give them Jesus. With Paul, we say, we count everything as loss for the surpassing worth of knowing Christ Jesus, our Lord. That's Philippians 3, 7. We can only give our children that which we already have. So if we want our kids to treasure Jesus, we must treasure him first. The way we give our kids Jesus will be just as diverse as we are. There's no one right way to do it. But here's some interesting research I want to share with you that LifeWay conducted last year. LifeWay asked hundreds of adult Christians who grew up in Christian homes and still walk with Jesus through their childhood, through their teen years, through their young adult years, and beyond. What was present in your home, in your Christian home? What were the things going on in your Christian home that have led to you, therefore, still being a Christian adult? And here's what the top five things were. Regularly in their home, the child read the Bible, spent time in prayer, spent time serving in the church, listened to Christian music, and participated in church mission trips or projects. So these five activities, these are not the silver bullet. This is not a how to produce Christian kids list, but what they are is they rely, they show, they reveal the parents' reliance on the Lord. They reveal how much the moms and dads needed Jesus, how much they craved time in the word, time in prayer, time serving the church, being in the church, being with the people of God, time worshiping the Lord, and time serving others. Like I said, they're not silver bullets, but they reveal the heart of the home. These activities facilitate our abiding in Jesus. They show a mom and dad that want to abide in the Lord, and then children who learn to abide in the Lord. These kinds of activities grow our appetite for more of Jesus. They help us love Him and treasure Him. And not only that, but these activities transform us. These are the kinds of things, the Word of God, prayer, worship, serving. These are the things that will change our families from the inside out. A family that is changed by the gospel will want to declare the gospel. A family that loves Jesus will want to share His love with others, to lay down their lives for Him, to give Him everything because He has paid it all. 
So our goals are changed as parents. And lastly, the the gospel transforms our role as parents. So parents who are not surrendered to Christ are tempted to think that they've got to control everything, right? Helicopter parents worry and hover. Snowplow parents are striving for success. But Christian parents, I know this is crazy, but here it is. Christian parents know they are not God, and they know that's a good thing. As Christian moms and dads, we acknowledge we are not omnipotent. We are not omnipresent. We know we have a good and kind and sovereign God, and we trust Him. We do not trust in ourselves. We don't trust in our own methods or our own environments. We trust our Lord. Now, like Paul said, we do strive with all of Christ's energy in us. By God's grace, we do our best with the life and the breath and everything else that God alone has given us. But ultimately, you and I can sleep at night because we know we are not God. Whatever conditions our kids are in, we are okay because we know we and they are in God's capable hands. Jesus said, no one can come to me unless the Father who sent me draws him. And that is our hope, that the Father will draw them. The Father who was willing to give up his own child for us and for our children is the one who will draw them. Only he can do it. And he is kind and trustworthy and our children are in his hands. So Christian moms and dads, let's ask ourselves, am I parenting in a distinctly Christian way? Or am I just like my worldly non-believing neighbors? And if I'm just like them, what am I not believing? What do I need to change? Because the gospel changes our love, our goals, and our role. Thanks so much for listening to All Things with me, Jen Oshman, where we look at events and trends through a Christian lens. All things were created through Jesus and for Jesus, so we're seeking to apply His Word to what's happening here and now. 